Welcome to the My Personal Football Coach Youth Soccer Player Development Podcast, episode 29 with Nils Janssen. Welcome to MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Soccer Player Development Podcast. Discover all the secrets, hints and tips about soccer player development and soccer coaching from some of the leading figures in world soccer. Here's your host, Saul Isaacson-Hurst. Hi guys, welcome back to another show. Uh, really privileged to have a uh, top guest this week, uh, Nils Janssen, who's a, a technical coach or a skills coach, if you like, at Genk, uh, one of the top clubs at Belgium, a uh, prolific uh, academy that's produced the likes of Kevin De Bruyne, for example. Uh, as you know, my personal football coach, uh, the philosophy is really based around ball mastery and 1v1, and it's great to, to hear from clubs, some of the top clubs around the world who have a similar philosophy, uh, really based around... Uh, quality uh, touches of the ball and supporting players becoming excellent uh, independent decision makers on the ball. So Nils uh, really uh, has fantastic knowledge and experience to share and, and tells us some of the secrets behind Genk and what goes on there uh, to make it such a top academy. So uh, a real uh, fantastic episode this one. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy it. Proud to announce now that we've uh, we've just completed and finished a new plugin for the My Personal Football Coach software, which really does take the club partnership to the next level. So now club partners, uh, the team management management or admins can now log in themselves and check the usage of their players. So uh, who's using the programs, when they've used it, how long they've been on for it. Also uh, checking individual players and uh, what they've been doing so this really is uh, an important move for us I think you know I think data has become really important uh, in modern football people want to know what the players are doing it uh, what they're doing and how long they're doing it for and you know so you know the, the My Personal Football Coach Club partnership really is uh, a unique uh, one that we deliver I'm, sure, I'm confident no one in world soccer delivers this sort of uh, quality program giving all players access to a technical training app Obviously, the coaches get access to the online training portal, the Coaches Pass, which uh, gives uh, a library of ball mastery sessions, ball mastery skills, 1v1 skills, and also team sessions, uh, some team sessions from some of the best academies in world football regularly as well. And obviously now um, being able to log in and check the data, uh, what the players are doing. So if you're interested in uh, the club partnership and taking your, your club's game to the next level, just uh, drop me an email. Uh, privileged to, to, to welcome Murray Soccer from Utah, um, TFA Bushy from here in London, uh, clubs from all around the world now um, joining and, and adding value and supporting their players and coaches in becoming, in becoming better uh, at soccer. So uh, uh, that's moving uh, fantastically ahead. And also remember, look, if you haven't yet, download the app, the My Personal Football Coach app, uh, try it out. You know, if you're interested in improving your technical game or your child's technical game, or just experiencing what you know uh, some of the the best uh, technical methodologies in world soccer has to offer, uh, just uh, download it and, and try it out. But uh, uh, remember as well, please don't forget if you if you do enjoy the show, please leave a review. It really does matter. It makes a massive impact. I really appreciate it. Keep uh, appreciate all your continual support. And uh, let's get, go ahead with the show. See you soon. So, Nils Janssen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, can you just give us a little bit of a brief background about your playing and coaching journey up to this point? Uh, my background, uh, so I'm 27 years old. I'm at this moment the technical coach of the academy in KFC Genk. I played football in the youth academy of KFC Genk and 
Patron Masmachen, and uh, at this moment I play in a local club just for for having fun. Uh, on my 15, I became K, become K, a coach in a local club of the little boys, six, seven years old. Uh, it was fantastic, and uh, after two seasons on my 17, Kerstin Jank asked me to become head coach in the youth academy. So uh, this year uh, was my season number 10 as coach uh, with Kerstin Jank, and uh, I've been coaching the little guys, but also the older guys. And uh, three years ago, I started as technical coach from the under seven till under eleven. And from last season, I am the technical coach of the Wall Academy. So then, just give us a little bit of an idea about your role as a technical coach. What, what does that look like? What's your day-to-day -day, uh, duties? Uh, my role as technical coach, uh, it's my job, but half time because I have also another job. I'm a teacher. Uh, but all the days I am uh, at the club, uh, on Monday, Monday I usually have a meeting with uh, the other direct directors and uh, on Tuesday I'm at the club in the afternoon and I train till 6 p.m. I have training with the under 15, under 16, under 17 and then it's Wednesday uh, also in the afternoon and I train till 8 p.m. And then this day I have uh, training with under 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and the second team. So the, the oldest guys in the academy. Uh, then Thursday I train in the morning, under 13, under 14. And in the afternoon, the under 15, 16, 17. And uh, in the afternoon there's more like uh, individual training boys can choose what they want to exercise with me and uh, Friday in the evening I train the youngest boys of the academy and on the weekend Saturday and Sunday there are the games and I do some video analysis uh, about the technical aspects so okay. that's my schedule of the week but, but just tell us then I mean because um, English academies don't really have technical coaches as such mm -hmm. what is tell us a little bit what you do what exactly you do with the boys what do your sessions look like what are your um, what your, what's your main uh, objectives? My main objectives? Um, yeah, technique for me, it's a way uh, to do something. Uh, our actions needed to accomplish something. The knowledge, the tools needed to make something work. Uh, but a very important factor is the efficiency. In all the situations of a player in a game, he has to go for a maximum efficiency. Uh, the goals for me, as technical coach, uh, to improve the ball mastery of my players, to help players to make the right choice in a specific situation. I want to strengthen the individual qualities of the player. They know that I'm not a team coach, so I have another contact with the boys. And uh, they know they can trust me. Um, we can divide technical coaching into different aspects, like uh, you have the dribbling skills, uh, the ball mastery, it's very important for 1vs1 situations or 1vs2. But you have also other aspects like kicking, controlling the ball, passing the ball, inside, outside, uh, all these ways. Um, it's, it's, for me, it's very important. And the creativity. Yeah, okay. And so just t tell us a bit then, what is your, your coaching methodology? How would you describe it if you were going to describe what you do? Mm -hmm. um, my coaching methodology, yeah. Every day I try new things, new exercises, new ideas. 
Um, the intention is to bring the street football to the pitch. I want to give my players many options, so in the games they can choose which option is the best for themselves. Um, that's why I think all the players in the modern way of football need to focus on technical skills, from the goalie, defender, till attackers. Uh, because with the modern way of football, football is becoming faster and more physical. The spaces are getting smaller and smaller, so technical skills are very important. Once you have control over the ball, you can use the little time and space you receive. Um, I train it with uh, coordination technical skills, with combination technical skills, uh, passing, controlling, 1vs1, 2vs1, 1vs2. Uh, small groups, individual training, team training, uh, only the defenders, only the attackers, it's, uh, it's a lot. Okay, and so tell us, for instance, so you're working with your, your eights or nines, what's, what's, what does that look like? What do your sessions look like with the eights or nines when they're the first boys in the academy? The, the first boys, uh, it's very important, uh, the ball mastery, dribbling, a lot, one vs one, not too much passing. Uh, make some actions, uh, yeah, the, the, crea the creativity of the players, um, yeah, they, they may do a lot what they want and, uh, and not the result is uh, the most important, but uh, the process uh, they have to learn and it's a process they, they have to do, um, so. Do you have do you have like um like a like a like some criteria the things you work towards with like young players the things you'd like them to achieve by for instance twelve years old if they come in at eight or nine what are the key areas they want you want them to achieve as a technical coach? Yes, uh, I have a shadow um, watching. So the 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 youngest boys uh, it's a, it's a phase they they have to explore they have to learn. And uh, the older guys, under 10, 11, 12, they have to uh, try to do in the games. Um, how do you say it? They um, two thousand um, have to recognize, recognize in, in the games what they have to do. And then uh, under 13, 14, it's more technical, tactical. Uh, you are uh, asking uh, and discussing with the coach what they want to train, and uh, it's it's more tactical on the on the pitch. Uh, but how can I do the technical skills in the training? Um, so that's that's the way I think about uh, the technical sessions. And what about when you're working with the oldest boys in the academy? What do what your sessions look like that? Are you working individually with those guys? Are you doing team sessions? Yes, it's a combination. Uh, during the week, I have team sessions. Also, discussion with uh, the team coach. Uh, they play on the weekends, for example, against a team. They play uh, against uh, an opponent, 4-4-2. We play 4-3-3, mostly. And, uh, okay, what, uh, what are we going to do? How can we train it? Uh, with uh, a specific passing uh, in the air or uh, over the ground, uh, in the feet, uh, which run action we have to do. It's uh, also also the technical skills uh, are there. And then the individual training, uh, the players may choose what they want to train. It's uh, kicking on goal or it's uh, with the header, it's uh, the passing, the controlling of the ball. 
uh, yeah, technical skills for me, it's uh, a lot of options. It's not only the dribbling skills, but uh, it's more than that. And and so, so I'm interested to know how much individual time do you get with players? I mean, does that does that go all the way along the academy? Do you get individual time with some of the nines and the tens, or is it just the older players? How do you split your time up, and and also how do you, do you sometimes recognize when extra players need extra support or extra stretching? Maybe it depends. It depends when they uh, are older. There's more time for uh, individual training because uh, the older guys uh, uh, don't need to go to school in the afternoon. Uh, when they have uh, an appointment with uh, the academy, and the little guys they are uh, on school uh, at the day, so it's it's more difficult. But uh, it depends. Um, some guys come and ask me, uh, coach, I want to train that, 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 and it's no problem for me. I go on the pitch with them, individual or with with two of them. Or when they're called test players, uh, new players uh, before the season, the new players I take uh, the individual, individual. So uh, it depends. Okay, and then just tell us. You mentioned because um, there's a big we have a big debate here. Obviously, as we we discussed before, I'm I'm a skills coach as well. I do a lot of skills, mm-hmm. training, but in England now we have a big movement. I think in America as well about game-based training. Mm-hmm. The big misunderstanding or information gap about you know, the effectiveness of this sorts of this training. What do you say to people who say that, you know, if you when you're working firstly away from the game, that it doesn't necessarily translate to the game? I think it's uh, very important to uh, to learn first, uh, isolated the technical skills with the, with the younger guys. Uh, so they, they can ex- explore uh, the specific uh, dribble or the, the specific uh, ball mastery skills and then they can uh, apply it in the, in the game. Uh, so uh, for me uh, it's very important to, to learn uh, how to do and then uh, go to the games. Uh, and what, what would you say to people that you know there's no decision making within this within in that, that sort of training away from the game? It's step by step. Decision making is the is the next step. Uh, when they play games and they they do it a lot, uh, they have to do uh, decision making. But first, I want to give them a lot of options. They have to train, and when you learn something at the training, you go to the games, and then the player are, is going to choose what is the most important thing for me. What uh, shall I choose? What uh, What's for my own the best decision I can make? But when you don't have uh, the options, you don't learn them. I don't think you uh, can apply uh, the good uh, of the best option. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot now. I see a lot of even academy sessions which are game based, and everything's mm-hmm. in a game. Everything's in a seven v seven or an eight v eight or something like. Even a, mm-hmm. you know, and then my question is, where where are they getting their quality technical uh, training or contact time with the ball? Yes, the, the contact of the ball is, is very important. Our way of football and gank is very technical. We want to have the, the ball and, and play the ball on the feet or dribble. Uh, our vision is uh, to play offensive and dominant football. When you play uh, 8 vs 8 or 7 vs 7, uh, there's uh, always one, two, three players who don't have the ball. And, uh, 
it's a pity uh, because uh, when you train, the training sessions uh, isolated, uh, all the players have a ball, all the players make contacts with the ball, and then you can do uh, one vs one, uh, one vs two, uh, but. Uh, you know, with the, with the younger guys, 8 vs 8, no, I don't believe in it. I think as well, also, there's, there's maybe, um, it's a cultural thing here, maybe in England and also in America, I know they're having the same problem where maybe there isn't the appreciation of quality technique or the understanding of how to train it properly. It's easy mm -hmm. for people to put everything in a game and maybe take it for granted, whereas maybe, you know, in Belgium and certainly Holland, where there's another big culture of this sort of thing, technical footballers are a lot more... Now that you have that, you have that within your culture. You have a lot more tradition of producing these types of players. For instance, you guys, mm -hmm. again, particularly, producing a lot of technical players, right? Yes, yes, um, yes. It, it's correct. Uh, but you, you can you can learn from other cultures. Uh, I've done a stage in, in Brazil with two top clubs, uh, Cruzeiro and Fluminense. It was very interesting to see their way of, of football vision. It's it's only technical uh, skills, only individual. It's uh, the tactical aspect is uh, not as much as as here in Europe. It's uh, more individual futsal with uh, small balls, uh, one vs one, two vs two. Uh, and yeah, I went to the UK uh, three times. I went a few days in the youth academy of Tottenham of uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, and uh, yeah, the difference was, um, from my, my opinion, the, the technical aspect. Um, in the UK, uh, my opinion is uh, the boys are more physical. Uh, it's also an important uh, fact uh, in football. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difference with... Uh, with uh, with our, our team in gang, yeah. But it's interesting, eh? Because you, you see another way of, of, of football and it's all a vision. I don't say uh, it's a good vision or, or a bad vision. Uh, it's a way of, of football thinking and uh, we try to learn from uh, from all the cultures and all the coaches and uh, so on. So just tell us a little bit about then about, a little bit about more your uh your the way you work so you, you mentioned 1v1s 2v2s also is, is movement development is that a big part of your philosophy mm, yes 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 it's uh, very important because uh, i don't play games uh, 3 vs 3 or 4 against 4 in my technical training it's mostly one attacker vs one defender or one attacker two defenders or uh, two defenders uh, two attackers and one defender it's uh, mostly small groups, um, but I have uh, depends. I have also passing and and, and, and kicking exercises. Um, yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about those little, those little one v one, one v two, two v two little practices. Mm -hmm. um, what do they look like? And then also, what what are the, what sort of the what are the outcomes you're getting from that? Because this is the same, you know, this is the same. Um, argument I'm having a lot of people in this country especially they'll say they won't do 1v1 they'll say oh, I'll do 4v4 instead because I get 1v1s in the 4v4 but for me it's really important to have the, that 1v1 duel it's you, the outcomes you get are really unique and uh, and important yeah for me it's important to, to strengthen the the individual uh, qualities of the of the player so uh, I think uh, for me it's very important to coach the one player on the ball and the one defender 
uh, at our team, at our club. Uh, we mostly in, in my training, there is a coach who who uh, coach who is coaching the defenders, and I am coaching the the action or the the technical uh, aspects of of the player who make the the one ps one. Um, yeah, it's a vision, and I think uh, we have proven that. Uh, it's a good vision uh, because we I have many I've seen many players in the academy of Genk uh, Kevin de Bruyne, Origi, Benteke, Bailey, Carrasco. It's uh, all about uh, the technical skills, uh, and they are they are very good. Uh, I think. Well, tell us a little bit about de Bruyne. We're going to come on to players there, but just when we're talking about him, you know, he's obviously impressed us here in England. Technically, <laughs> best player in the league for me. Uh, real joy to watch. Tell us a little bit what was he like as a young player coming through, and then because you, you talk about you know proof, you know what sort of stuff was he doing as a young player? Uh, Kevin Bruyne is uh, he's as old as, as me. Uh, when he was in Gang, I don't, I wasn't a player in the youth of Gang anymore. So, uh, but I, I've seen him a lot, and and he in his head, he always uh, knows what to do. It's uh, two steps, three steps before uh, the defender, and it's uh, a great quality. I think uh, if you see the technical skills with, with the left or the right foot, uh, the body composition, uh, the skills, yeah, it's a, it's a great player. And uh, it's a typical player for, for Genk, I, I think. Uh, it's exceptional, but. Uh, those players we want to we want to get up in gang, yes. And then I mean, I'm interested when you're, you're working with older players. I work with a lot of uh, young pros uh, in the game, especially this time of year. And a lot of my work is 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 really about challenging them, challenging them with the ball. So you talk a lot, a lot of skill combinations, which try and take them out of the comfort zone. The idea may be that to try and you know, so when it comes to the game, they can react to any situation with the ball. What what's mm -hmm. that something you do with the older players or the young players? I mean, what sort of stuff do you do with the older players? Uh, with the older players, yeah, it's, uh, I try to to do new new things, new exercises, new ideas um, to yeah. Um, how do you say it? Um, extend? No, extend. I don't know what the word are you dagen. Okay. Wait, uh, to challenging, challenging. Yeah. It's very important to challenging uh, the other guys and uh, yeah, with with new exercises, combinations of skills. Um, yeah. Okay, so then talking about then, just give us a little bit of an idea about Genk. You know the the structure of the academy. Um, what is is it split? Are the is it split into different age groups? The younger ones, older ones, and then the professionals. Like in England, we have normally eight to twelves or eight to elevens, the foundation phase. Then we have the youth development phase, twelve to sixteens, and then the professional phase. How's how's the academy organised at Genk? Uh, we have also three phases uh, under seven till under ten. It's one uh, responsible uh, for, and then we have the under eleven till uh, 
under 14 and then we have the under 15 till uh, till the second team so three phases and uh, one uh, main director so can you just tell us a little bit about each phase and then the um the priorities for each phase priority um the foundation the little guys is to explore to learn as much as they can then the the middle phase it's uh, very important to um, to apply the things they learned in the games and uh, yeah and, and, and with the older guys it's uh, the most important that they uh, know some technical uh, skills um, and and then they have to uh, refine, do you say it? Refine the, the technical skills. Yeah. Um, okay, and so for instance, the seven to ten year olds, what what how, how what's the games format? How many aside do they play for the young players? Um, in Belgium we have uh, the under six, but we don't have in gang. The under six under six play um, two vs two. And the under seven, they uh, are going to play from uh, next season, three against three. And then under eight, under nine, they play five against five. And under 10 till uh, under 12, they play eight against eight. And, and so what age group do they, they start playing fixtures against other teams? Well, uh, in gang, we play against other teams under seven. Under seven, so they'll play. They'll play three v three against other teams. Yes, yes. How many under? How many seven-year-olds do you have at Genk? Uh, next season we will have eight under sevens. Eight under sevens. And what about your under nines? How many under nines do you have? Under nine we have twenty-three. Twenty-three. So it's quite a big jump up between the those age groups. Yeah, as it depends. Uh, last season we have uh, with the under seven we had eighteen under sevens. So yeah, it depends yeah. of the the quality and uh, the most important is the quality, not the quantity. It's a uh, it's a play with potential. Uh, we can come to gank, uh, but uh, when we don't see players who uh, who are not ready for uh, the step uh, to uh, elite club, uh, so. Uh, and tell um, and so the under nines are playing. They play five v five. I mean, yes. what's the um, how does the how's the coach approach that game? Is he setting them up in a certain formation? Are they going there to win, or is it just going and express themselves, having fun? Uh, well, no, uh, it's not the the result is not the most important. Um, it's a process. The game is a normally the 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 training moments are the most important with the with the old. With the youngest guys, guys, um, how do they do the games? Yeah, always in the same formation: uh, one defender, two on the side, and one attacker, one goalie. So uh, it's always the same. They play one-two-one one all the time. Yes, yes. Okay. Make some actions, uh, small spaces, play fast, uh, not in the air. Um, yeah, play the ball on the feet, offensive, dominant, always want to have uh, the ball, 
players may make mistakes uh, in the games, but, uh, but it's important uh, they, they learn from it. Okay, and then tell us a little bit about when, when does that change? When does that, that evolve into the result becomes a little bit more important? What age group? A little bit more important is when there is a, as a ranking. For us in gang, it's not the most important, but uh, all all the players, uh, the all the the alders, um, yeah. It's when there's a ranking, it's 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 more competition, you know. It's uh, yeah, the, the result is more important than when you go till under 16, under 18. Um, the result is more and more uh, important. So there's no um, ranking until 16 or 18. There's no league tables. There's a ranking of uh, under until uh, what? Um, there's a ranking ranking of uh, under 13. And so then they, that's that's when they start playing competitively. Yes, yes. Then they start with the ranking. Okay, interesting. And then tell us how how often do the young players train in from seven to ten? How often? How many sessions a week do they have? They train three times. Uh, but Wednesday, at Wednesday they train uh, two moments. It's one session, not specific uh, football, but it's also uh, like um, karate or boxing or yeah. jiu-jitsu or uh, yeah, doing some some other sports uh, in our academy. Um, and the other moments, it's uh, just football. So they'll have an extra long training session that night. Yes, they train. Uh, three hours two and a half hours three hours and wednesday with a pause with something to eat something to drink uh, interesting yeah because i was at ajax recently and they as well they had a, an extra half an hour multi-sport on every session so is this something how long have you been doing this again this is the obviously more and more clubs doing multi-sport they realize the importance of different movements <laughs> for long-term injury prevention how long have you yeah. been doing this at Genk? Uh, i think it's the fifth year or so I think um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's very important to do uh, something with your with your whole body, um, the body composition, and uh, the the players like it a lot because uh, for for the players it's just like uh, playing games, you know. Um, yeah, and they like it. It's it's fun. Okay, and then talk about when the players get a bit older, so from the eleven upwards. When when does their training load increase? The training load, um, the under 10, they train four times a week. Yeah. And then you go uh, under 11, under 12, also four times. Under 13, under 14, it's six times a week. So those guys, 14, 15, so you, you talk about them training in the morning. Do they come in, do they go to a school with Genk? Is there, do you have a school program? Yeah, we have a school program. Uh, the school... Uh, it's a top sport school, uh, and then Gang have some appointments with uh, with the school, uh, so the the under thirteen or fourteen can train Thursday in the morning, for example. They come on eight hours on the club, and uh, they train in the morning. Then they go to the school, and then the evening uh, after the school, they come back for a second training moment. And uh, with the older guys, it's. Uh, also, uh, they train Tuesday in the afternoon, Thursday in the afternoon. So uh, they don't go to the school uh, and then they come uh, to train at the club, at the academy. 
And so all of the the 13, 14, all the 14 year olds go are in the school. All of the players? No, not not all. Uh, some, it's a, a few players. Not uh, they go to another school or uh, not in Genk, and it's too far. And uh, yeah. But I mean, are all kids invited? Do you invite all the children? Or is it just maybe a select in, in children um, invited? It's a combination. Um, the first, uh, so Tuesday and Thursday, it's it's a combination of one training and second training. The the first training, it's uh, only for uh, top sport, who has appointments with uh, the school. And then it's the second training. Um, that's for, for boys who, uh, who can come to the first training um, at the school and uh, yeah. Then it's the second training. Okay, and then so moving up, as the boys get older, when do they become full time with the club? Full time with the club. Hmm. They... Uh, full time? No, mostly not. They they go to school. The second team, mostly of the of the guys go to school. Um, so that's some of that, them. That's like the the twenty ones or twenty threes. Yeah, yeah. Under under twenty one, it's it's the second team mostly. Yes, and some of the guys when they when they are going to the first team, it's too busy. Yeah, they they get with school, um, but the most guys go to school as well. So is that an important part of the club philosophy? Education, making sure you have educated players. Yes, 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 yes. It's uh, it's very important. We have uh, some persons who. Uh, are uh, busy with uh, in, in our academy with uh, the school results of the boys so uh, when the results are uh, not good of the boys uh, they will hear it from uh, from the academy okay and tell us a little bit about the recruitment of uh, for the club i mean what's the um the philosophy of recruitment what sort of players are you looking for at genk so players uh high potential players um you want to see some progress in the player when they come on a testing or when you scout some some players. Um, yeah, I think uh, the technical aspect is uh, very important, but uh, also the mentality. Uh, do you want to learn? Uh, if the coach says something, uh, you are going to do it, or uh, you have your own vision, your own idea. So uh, yeah, the the mentality is uh, also very important aspect okay and and um what about measurables at the club do you try and measure how do you measure the uh, ability of a player do you try and measure technical ability i think uh, the technical ability it's uh, very difficult to to measure specific technical ability because the technical ability is uh, for me uh, it has uh, many uh, options um, kicking okay Passing, controlling, okay, we have some exercises, we have some measure, but uh, it's always a combination with, with speed or thinking or technical. Uh, so um, we can do or we do some some uh, some exercises to, to measure something. But, um, so, you, so you do do, you do, do exercise to measure? We do exercises, yeah, with uh, on time passing the ball or many times, uh, controlling the ball or many times, the right right feet to play. Um, 
But yeah. Just, just, just I'm interested in that. Tell us, for instance, how do you measure um, the player's first touch? So what does that practice look like? The player's first touch. Um, it's with with four players. They start in the middle. They go out uh, till a till a coin till a, um, a peon. Um, and then they have time. They have to work together with four players, and they play the ball in the diagonal. Yeah, diagonal. Yeah. Diagonal. Um, and uh, it's 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 a fun exercise to to measure how many times they control the ball and how many times they play the ball around. Um, and and then what do you do with that data? Yes. But what's what's the result if a player performs badly in that test? Um, what's the result of that? Um, yeah, it's the exercise. Um, we work also with with videos sometimes um, and other tests to do something. We give them an, uh, something homework, and they have to send a video right back. And uh, the next training, there is a, a test. Uh, but they have to show that they they can do the the exercise, and uh, yeah, and so it's if, important for for a footballer eh, to to become better and better. And uh, when he's not doing it, yeah, then we have a problem. And so, if it comes to a player who you have to release, I mean, what's that process like? Do you you give them some warning, or is there certain things that? Uh, in in England, normally convention, the player has a meeting halfway in the season and say, look, there's some areas that are there's some issues, and then at the end of the season, then the player might get released because they haven't addressed those issues. Yes, and uh, with us uh, in half season, they have an appointment with the uh, with the coaches, and they uh, get a, a report, and uh, with with work, working points and good points, and at the end of the season, it's uh, it's it's the last report, and then they can release. Yes, yes, it's. Uh, it's also in, in Genk. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, I was when I was at uh, Chelsea and Tottenham, I remember playing Genk and many Belgian teams in European tournaments. Uh, you always, teams always performed very well in those conditions, and all, I can always notice very technical players. And mm -hmm. um, why do you think they? Why do you think you guys always perform well in those sorts of tournaments? I mean, you you, you play a lot. You, the, boy, the young boys play lots of tournaments a year, right? Yes, we try it. Yes. So how, how, for instance, how many tournaments a year might a young player play? Oh, oh, it depends. Um, the the younger guys play uh, more tournaments than than the other older guys, but the older guys are more uh, international. Uh, they go to the international tournaments. Um, but for us, it's very important to play the tournaments against uh, international teams because, with all respect, the not all the Belgian teams are uh, are. are are well or are good, uh, so when we can play against teams as, as like Tottenham and Chelsea, it's for us it's uh, it's great. So, so, for instance, a nine and ten year old, how many tournaments may they play a year? Do you think, if you had to guess? In a year, I guess. In the nine, uh, wait, huh? um, I think the under nine has fifteen. 15, 15 tournaments. See, that's, I mean, that's that's quite a lot. I think it's, that's an incredible 
advantage I think some of the players, young players, have in Europe. Whereas in England, we play non-competitive football every weekend, and then maybe the boys will play if they're lucky four or five tournaments at the bigger clubs and smaller clubs, not a lot. So I think it's yeah. Yeah. maybe obviously logistically where you are, but I think it's a big advantage the the uh, the, the Europeans have over the English boys. I think they, the amount of tournaments they play at such a young age. Yeah, we want to we want to play to other cultures. Uh, under nine uh, last weekend, uh, they go to to Germany to play two tournaments. Uh, we go to to the Netherlands. We go to to France. Uh, we go to to England. Uh, yeah, it's very important for us to to play against other teams, other other way of uh, of football. Um, so so the players can learn can learn a lot. And so tell us then about this this technical coaching philosophy at Genk. Is that is that commonplace in Belgium? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think uh, we are professional in uh, our way of, of football uh, and uh, our way of, of technical skills also. It's, uh, it's I, I I don't see the specific uh, technical aspect in, in other clubs. Uh, as we train, because I see it when uh, when there come new players at our team, players from other elite clubs, uh, they have some uh, problems with uh, the technical skills we do in gang. Interesting, and um, so obviously we, I, we've had Chris van der Hagen on the show before, quite a while ago now. Mm-hmm. He obviously is a, you know telling us the importance of the one v one, but in a, within a two v two. So tell us why why one v one is so important to you guys and football in general. Yeah, one v s one we have to do because it's, uh, the 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 football is uh, is going to be faster and faster and the spaces are uh, smaller and smaller. So it's important to make an action when you are uh, are over your defender. There's more space, and you can uh, make the right cho- choice because there's uh, always an opponent to who come to you, and, and and then you have more space to make the right right choice. So the one vs one for the the maximum efficiency it's very important. And so tell us how how you organize your your one v one training, your curriculum. How do you approach it? Um, it depends. I have uh, one vs one uh, frontal, but uh, I have one vs one uh, in the side next to me. Uh, one vs one at the back. Uh, all the situation, uh, all the situations come uh, come in my training. It's just a team. What I want to train at the moment. But I mean, so for instance, if you're pro, you have the new boys, um, the sevens, eights, nines that come in. Um, do you do you how do you have like a technical periodization model something along those lines you use and how do you approach a one v one? Yes, I have uh, periodization. Uh, also, uh, to the for the other coaches in Genk, uh, I have some some uh, accents. I train uh, two weeks periods, and I send them to the coaches, and they can train in their exercises, passing or or dribbling or controlling balls with the, the technical skills I want to train in the, in the two weeks and, and they try to do it also in the training moments. And so just tell us about your, about your, a little bit more detail about your technical periodization if possible, about the 1v1, how, how, what does that look like? 
uh, with the little boys, it's uh, just uh, a combination of uh, the skills. Uh, I, it's, a, it's a scissor, for example, I want to train. Uh, it's also a combination, uh, the two scissor Aka, for example. I have uh, the controlling bow. Uh, it's difficult to say in English, but uh, the ankle controller, control with the ankle, with the ankle control. Um, and so the, the teams, you are always well, welcome to come uh, come to gang and, and watch uh, a training moment so we can discuss that. Huh? I'd love to. I mean, I will do. I'd love to do. I'm not going to do that now. So I just because when I, for instance, we have when I'm working with young players in the academies when I was there, mm -hmm. I'd often we'd have. I spend some time with working with the player behind, with the pressure behind or to the side. And mm -hmm. then we'd spend several weeks on working player, dribbling towards a player. So I talk about hazard work with playing with the player behind or to the side. And then Ronaldo work uh, dribbling size. We'd maybe work in uh, five or six week blocks and then move yes. to the other thing just to help. I, I'm a really big fan of the players understanding each 1v1 situation. So they have, they, you know, you're, they're, they're learning themselves or educating their, they have knowledge to then you know, understand the situation and then use the the whatever skills they see see fit. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know. Uh, I try to do it uh, also in my, my training sessions. Uh, two, mostly weeks when I, my, my opinion is I'm, I'm not happy what I, what I saw. Uh, it's a third week to train something, for example, the one vs one frontal or uh, and, and so on, and the next two or three weeks, we are going to train uh, the one one vs one uh, at the back with pressure on the back. So. Uh... Okay, and then um, tell us a little bit about as well. For instance, when you're working with older players, so um, the wide player comes to you, maybe he's having issues. How how do you do you link your technical work to the game with him? How important is that? Um, I. I speak with the players after the game or uh, during the game uh, and the rest period. Uh, I do some video analysis. Uh, it's the, so I can, I can ask the player in that situation, what could you do? Uh, you are uh, one PS one with the goalie. Uh, you, kick, you kick the ball over the goal. I'm uh, with him what, what we can do. Uh, can he dribble or uh, can he spift the, the goalie and uh, on the video we can uh, turn back and uh, we can see what's uh, what's uh, the best option and then uh, I see uh, uh, when when the players are thinking about it seeing the the, the video um, the next time it, it will be better uh, and they said also, they, they sent me some messages, uh, coach, did you see? Uh, I did it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. And so, so who's had the biggest impact on you in your coaching career and methodology? Where did you learn to coach like this? Um, I learned a lot of, uh, of many good coaches to, uh, who are busy on the pitch uh, to discuss them with them in gang but also other coaches in, in Brazil and in England and Germany but uh, I learned uh, very much of my good friend Michel Ribeiro yeah. who is uh, working in the United States at the moment I know Michel he was, uh, yes, he was the first technical coach of uh, Gaia Gang 
and uh, he was a mentor for me. And so then, obviously, so Michelle's uh, obviously gone to America. How do you carry on to to self improve and and you know learn more and learn more more uh, of your of your skills training? To explore, to try new things, uh, new exercise. I ask also the players uh, try to to think about uh, a combination skill, and they come to me and. Uh, they let me see and uh, I, I also on the internet I, I'm going to watch some videos and I'm thinking what can I can I do with my technical skills so what can I uh, where's my surplus um, so every day I'm thinking at home at my work on the pitch uh, what can I do with the new things okay and um have you seen any other skills coaches work during your time? Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw, and I see a lot of, of, uh, of coaches busy, um, but uh, mostly it's uh, another vision of, of technical coaching. Um, it's not not the way we do in gang. Uh, it's it's a different vision. Uh, I think it's also a good manner, but. Uh, not the specific manner uh, of, of the training gang. Okay, now I'm thinking uh, more wider in Belgium now. Belgium, uh, you know, currently have some of the best players in the world football. Why do you think you have had such success recently in Belgium with player development? I think uh, at this moment uh, it's very exceptional. Uh, the players are really world class. Um, but, uh, yeah, firstly, uh, they have to work hard. Um, because uh, in Belgium we have not uh, the money to to uh, to buy all the players in the world uh, for gang or team in Belgium. It's very important to to train the young young players and uh, give them a chance in the first team, and then we we can sell to to other teams and and, and so so on and so on. So uh, we don't have the budgets of a Chelsea or uh, Arsenal and Tottenham. It's uh, another way of, of, of thinking about football uh, uh, we need to do. I mean, so yeah, I mean, we obviously, we've had a problem in England uh, with players getting the opportunity um, at clubs because maybe, maybe the success of the Premier League. Uh, what do, what's your thoughts on English youth development generally? Uh, the players who are going to other teams, or what do you? I mean, well, I mean, we've had problems with our players getting chances in our first team, and so maybe our our our, our England team's not so strong as it could be because the, our young players are not getting opportunities. Yes, yes, I mean, yes, yes. What, what's the uh, general thoughts in in Belgium about English football, English development, and then what about American as well? Because we have a lot of American listeners. In uh, Belgium, we see that. Uh... A lot of young players go to to the to England or to to other countries uh, because they they have more money, but I think uh, it's not always the good option because uh, we have uh, a lot of players. They are really good, but uh, they don't play in the first team, and uh, other players they they stay in Genk or in another Belgian team, and uh, they can play in the first team and they. Playing is also is, is the most important for a football player, I think. 
when you are good, you are uh, you can do a, a good transfer to to another country or, or a bigger team. But uh, I think uh, the players uh, have to go step by step. And that's what, it, what I mean. You said earlier there's a big emphasis on physicality. Anything else you notice about English players or gent or even recently? Uh, yeah, they're more. <laughs> mostly they are. Um, more aggressive uh, on, on, on the ball, uh, physical, they are um, great, greater players, uh, yeah, stronger players. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, do, you, do, you, do you see there is a, a, a difference in technical quality between English and Belgian players generally? Yes, I don't, I don't think um, uh, when we see uh, to the to the technical skills, uh, Genghis uh, and Genk, we are we are very good about uh, about technical skills. That's uh, and and what about America? What's your have you had any experience uh, with American players? Seeing what do you think about the American development system? In America, there there is a lot of potential. I have some contacts with uh, my friend Michel Ribeiro and. Uh, the, he say uh, he says uh, that accommodation, uh, the the mentality is uh, is very good. Uh, so uh, I think uh, America is uh, is full of potential uh, to become uh, a real uh, football country. Yes, but uh, at this moment we see uh, we don't see many Americans footballing in, in Europe. Um, maybe in the future. And uh, what about yourself? What's your what's your uh, ambitions? Um, what was what would you like? Any any ambitions you have in the game? My ambitions is to learn every day more and more, uh, and we will see uh, what will happen. Uh, I don't know. I I live day by day, and uh, I want to make uh, my players uh, great, and then uh, they. Know Trust me, and uh, I do it for the players, not for me. The players are the most important. I want to see the players uh, shining in the stadium. Uh, I mean, it's, it's for, me. for instance, would you like to be working in the first team with the, as a full-time skills coach? I remember when I was at Spurs, we had Ricardo Moniz. He was full-time skills coach at Spurs. He used to do a lot of work in the academy with us, but he was uh, we were pretty much a first-team skills coach. Would you like to do that? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe. Uh, it's a future, but uh, at this moment, uh, I like the, the academy, the younger guys. Uh, sometimes I have some players of the of the first team. Uh, they don't play in, in the weekend, and they come to the second team. Uh, so for me, it's a nice experience, uh, but uh, it's just the same. Players are players on the pitch, uh, but uh, the younger guys, uh, under seven, under eight, uh, it's also fantastic when you when you can learn them something. Uh, in the beginning, they get nothing, and uh, when you you see them growing, growing, um, I see all the players in the academy under seven till yeah till 23. So uh, it's fantastic to see they them grow growing up and then uh, in the games and training moments, and I to see them growing better and better. Interesting. So, uh, and what would in the future we will see? What advice would you give to a young coach who's starting out and would like to? coach at a high level like yourself? To a young coach is uh, to work hard, believe in yourself, believe in your dreams and uh, just go for it. Discuss with other coaches, uh, 
learn with your eyes. Uh, uh, you don't have to be afraid to to speak with with other other coaches or or other directors in, in a football club uh, about uh, the way of football, the vision. Uh, so uh, yeah, just believe in your dreams when you want to to become some somebody. And what advice would you give to a young player who's starting out on their journey? Uh, for me, it's just the same. Working hard, believe in your dreams, go for it. You you have to do always the maximum. When you do the maximum, uh, it's uh, it's all you can do. And uh, technical skills are very important. Huh? Yeah, we I'm, I have this conversation with young players a lot, and I was how just you can tell them how important is it really to go away. From training and work really hard on those techniques by themselves. You see uh, the examples, uh, the top players, Kevin De Bruyne, technical skills, Messi. Uh, if you see the one vs one actions, he dribble, I, Cristiano Ronaldo, all all top players, Neymar. You can you can see all all the top players as as the technical skills are are perfect. Uh, or, also, other skills are, are very important, but uh, technical aspect is, uh, for me, is the most important in football. Would you lose De Bruyne there as your perfect example of a technically complete footballer? Yes, yes, I like him a lot. Nils, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. It's been fantastic. It was a pleasure. So, and uh, when you have time, uh, you come to Belgium, you come to Ghent, you contact me. I will do, 100%. Thank you. Yes, okay. Very nice. Thanks for tuning in to the MyPersonalFootballCoach.com Soccer Player Development Podcast. MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Dynamic Ball Mastery Program is the world's leading online individual technical training program, proven and developed at the highest level in the English Premier League. Sign up now to train like the pros and take your game to the next level. Master the ball, master the game.